All right. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. I'm here with Tim Thomas. Um, and honestly, we're going to talk a little bit about that UCF debacle on Wednesday night. We're going to look ahead to Temple. And Tim, this team has a problem with slow starts. I, it's absolutely crazy. But being down 21 to nothing, I don't know if I've ever seen that in basketball. Yeah, it's very embarrassing, uh, very disappointing. I'm not sure if it's coaching issues that just can't get them going. I think they'll work on that, you know, the next day or so before they play Temple. Or they don't have captains. They don't have leadership like, you know, Elko in baseball. And it just seems like it's not there. They get out there the first few minutes, and they're not ready. They're not – you know, they did good against Valpo because they had some really good practices. And I thought Kermit would make more changes, but it was very uh, disappointing. Uh, 21 to nothing, I've never seen such a thing. Yeah. I'm sitting here – I said earlier in the earlier segment, it reminded me like of – the mid eighties going up to Rupp arena and you look up and it's 30 to 16 or 30 to 15. And you're like, how did this happen? how did this get out of control so instantly? And to have that happen on your home floor, I mean, that is a really, really bad look. Yeah. As we talked about home field advantage, football, basketball, baseball, any sports that has fans. It's usually a 10 point difference when you're at home to get started. You know, like they went up to Memphis and you say, okay, you know, new environment, freshman guys, and they had old guys, and we saw how good you talk about it. We see how good Memphis is. And evidently, UCF may be pretty good, too. I mean, I have to admit it. They really played well. They're in the same conference, uh, same conference with Memphis and Temple coming up Saturday. So but they're pretty decent. They had a couple guys that really played well, uh, very impressive. The Kelly guy kept hitting, knocking down them threes. He got a lot of offensive rebounds to throw it out and get another three, another three when we were right down to four points and then just just couldn't quite pull it off. I was encouraged that he put a lot of new guys in. I was encouraged with Ewing and came in and blocked five shots, which was really neat, and several rebounds, had 10 points, and then the Mabala. We'd all been waiting on him, and he came in and made a big difference, 18 points, I think seven rebounds. And he really is a physical specimen inside. So hopefully he's got his uh, physical attributes back going. He had a knee issue over the summer. So hopefully he's better. So hopefully, and with a a practice or two from Kermit, um, uh, hopefully I think he's going to try some new people. The way I I saw his post-game press conference, I believe he's going to try some different people, kind of shake things up and see what happens. Yeah, because honestly, we had some, for lack of a better term, no-shows for the game. Some players that are normally really key players that, for whatever reason, just couldn't perform. It's hard to explain. Everyone, you know, players have to get themselves up for the game. They have to check the scouting report, watch the films that they show, and go through the uh, scenarios during practice to see what the other team runs. Everybody does that. It's just a one-on-one, man-to-man. We all have to take care of our own self. It, you all have to, you have to get yourself up. But I was discouraged badly. Uh, you talk about Miles Burns. He did okay. I think he had three points. Uh, he didn't play, you know, like he normally did to make it a difference on the defensive. Robert Allen, zero. Normally, 
he seemed like he's a possible captain, but he, he didn't show up. Ruffin, two points. Last uh, minute of the game, I believe he got two points. He had six assists, which was great. But uh, a couple other guys, just the breakfield, no show. Uh, I hate to keep harping on him, but it, it's just, you know, inconsistencies of some of these players. And Kermit, they asked him in the, in the interview, he's just trying players. He, why, why did you go with you or why did you go with this guy, that guy? He's just throwing people out there and hopefully – Hopefully one will stick. You know, you call it someone really step up. And he had a couple do that. Mbala and uh, Ewing did that. Mm-hmm. Along with uh, Morrell, he did his normal thing, which he got it. We asked for 20, he got 21. So I was very uh, good, to, glad to see that from him. But some of these other guys that we mentioned, it didn't happen. They just didn't show. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand how you could start off a game and go nine minutes without a point. I don't know if I've ever seen that in college basketball. And it's just, I don't know if it's a reliance on the three-point shot. I don't know if they're just not going hard to the basket because maybe UCF is doing that Virginia thing where everybody sinks into the paint and just guards the rim with everything they have. I Maybe they just weren't making sh- but it was just bizarre. Yeah, there's a couple weeks, as you see real quick, I hate to, you know, harp on Ruffin, but he's short, right? He's short. Uh, he's five nineties for some there. And if you saw it during the press, he had really has trouble with these tall, rangy guys getting the ball over him. He's going to have to use the bounce pass. A couple of times on the press, they tipped the ball and they got the ball put in. Some of those things just kind of add up. It's something as, as a defensive guy, it's something we'll have to watch. He's going to really have to, hustle and try to keep his guy from getting the ball. If this guy gets the ball, it's over. They can shoot a three, they can take to the hole. He's just so small. But he, he can make a difference on offensive end. He did last night, but I, hopefully he will. I remember the day when you know I was guarding Sam Bowie or Kevin McHale. If I could keep him from getting it, hey, we're good. Great, great, great. Someone else shoot. But if they got it, it's over, man. It's over. They can, you know, they were big, tall, uh, and, and they could shoot, and that's the same thing with Ruffin. He, he's a short, and he, he'll have to overcome that. And this team, the other team will use that uh, against us every time they play us. Yeah, absolutely. And and if you look at MRA, they, they've got a commitment from um, Josh Hubbard, who is a little bit bigger but not much bigger than Deshaun Ruffin, so he's another spark plug-type player, super athlete. Um you know, before we move on to start talking Temple, you mentioned about Kevin McHale. What was it like guarding Kevin McHale? I mean, what was going through your mind when you were actually doing that? The only chance, as I said, it was to keep him from getting it. He was around 6'11", had long arms. I know they used to say he could tie his shoes standing straight up. I don't know if that's true or not. I never asked him. But he had a big uh, chest. If you not notice, he had a big chest. And he, 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 the way he kind of walked around, it kind of gangly. But man, if he got the ball, he was it was tough. He could take it to the hole. He could shoot the 10, 15 footer. Just an excellent, excellent athlete. But that was my only chance, and uh, was to keep from getting. I knew how to face guard him, and knew how to get around and and keep from getting and try to poke it away or try to make a steal. But he was a dynamic player. Uh, Sam Bowie, he was seven two. I guarded probably 10 or 15 players. It was seven foot or more. It seemed like we had more seven footers back then. I'm not sure about the water or what it was, but uh, 
Sam Bowie, same thing. Keep him from getting it, great. But if he gets it, you know, there's no way to stop him. You know, if he's inside close, just no way to stop him. But uh, this team here also, I want to mention three-point shooting as you did. Um, not good. I'm not sure Morrell can really shoot it. I believe um, Abram may have hit one. I think Mbala stepped out and hit one. But everybody else, it's just not happening. And uh, the offensive side, as we talked about several weeks ago, uh, is an issue. Our offensive, you know, Kermit went out and got these four portal guys, defensive juggernauts, you know, defense, defense, defense. But as we have seen, Mbala came through a little bit last night, but several of the other ones just not – Miles Burns, boy, he's a hustler. I love him to death, too. But a shooter, he was like one for nine, uh, one for five, uh, I mean, 0 for five on the three-point. It's not going to get it in the SEC. You know, we got uh, Temple coming up, as you mentioned, then UNA, and then University of Tennessee Volunteers. So wake-up call. It's at home, which you'd like to think we would be ready. And then we got Alabama, who really good right now. So we – things will have to change drastically defensive-wise and offensive-wise for us to have a chance, really. Yeah, it's an interesting – and teams that are super physical teams like Memphis, UCF was super physical. and I mean, they did – it seems like our guys just kind of almost backed down because I don't know if there's an alpha on this team. They got a bunch of role players – and a bunch of guys that can do a di- bunch of different things, but there's not an alpha on this team. Just give me the ball, um, and I will go make it happen. And Ruffin's supposed to be that guy. I mean, that's the one we assumed would be that guy. But to this point, it is not materialized. Yeah, your point guard, kind of like a quarterback, dark. You know, you, you think that they're the one. He started him last night, and I think that was the intention to really – put this team together with these five guys he feels are the best, but they pressed and we kind of got behind eight ball. We couldn't get it going. couldn't ever get it going. The offensive wasn't able to work. So Ruffin, for whatever reason, he didn't show either. You know, he's a sophomore, probably 19 years old, but that's what Kermit expects him to do. The Josh Hubbard guy that's coming next year. He's a small guy, but they're really quick and get to the hole quick. But we got behind so quick, we got behind uh, because of the press and other issues that we just couldn't score, and we never could get our offensive going, offense going, and, and you know seven minutes in, twenty-one to nothing, which was totally ridiculous. Actually, you know, back in the days when I was coaching eight and under, ten and under, that was something like that. This is you know really, as you said, it's ridiculous that this could happen at a major college. Yeah, absolutely. Let's let's turn the page to the Temple Owls. Now, um, the second NCAA tournament game was against John Chaney and the Temple Owls when Rob Evans was coaching Ole Miss. Keith Carter and all them went. There was a little bit of a rivalry between Temple and Ole Miss at that point because the next year I think they came to Oxford and Ole Miss whipped them pretty good. But after John Chaney, Temple has kind of taken a step back. Tell me about this, this group of Owls. Yeah, the coach is Aaron McKee. He played back in the day for Temple. Really good player, played pro for several years. I looked at the record, six and five, you know, not really impressive. But they beat Villanova, which you know in the past years they've been really good. I'm not sure if they're really good at all. 
I was listening to Derek Horn. He was uh, formerly from Ole Miss. He's up uh, at Temple now. I think he's associate AD the other day. They inter- someone interviewed him, and he was saying they're really starting to play well now. So that's not good for us. But they really right. they had early early games. They struggle, but now they're really starting to put it together. So they'll be they'll be down here to at the Pavilion, really wanting to show out and realize that UCF just put us down real hard. So they'll be they'll be ready for us. But I got faith in Kermit. He's he's been he's been through this before. Uh, he he's he's wondering exactly what to do, but he's going to try some different folks, try to shake things up. He plays, you know, like thirteen guys a game, but he has not found. I don't know if it's a portal situation. You know, people have asked the portal. He, he just they just don't jive. They just don't get together. It seems like it's not meshing. Uh, that may be some of the issues. But we talked about no captains. It's really stepping up and getting their attentions and maybe yelling at them and waking them up because they were asleep the first seven minutes. They, they looked like they were asleep, and, and uh, they got so far behind we couldn't catch back up. But Temple, I got a good feeling we're going to play well against them. We got them at home. I think we're going to come out with a different mindset, and I got I got to believe Kermit's had a couple of practices, or he will have a couple of practices, and he's going to have a new group out there, hopefully with a little more toughness because Temple's going to bring it. They, they saw – Memphis, what Memphis did, they're going to bring it, so we're going to have to be ready. Yeah, and, and much like every team sport, whenever you prove you are susceptible to something, everybody is going to do it moving forward. So Ole Miss can expect physical games until they figure out how to handle those physical teams. Yeah, our guards, uh, as young as they are, that's where it's going to have to come from. Abram, uh, Ruffin, of course, and, and Morrell, we're going to have to learn to beat this press and take it to our advantage. Beat the press and go down and score. They'll quit the press. If you score, 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 you know, it's over. Same thing when Kermit runs a 1-3-1 one, one trap. If the other team gets it to the corner and you keep hitting threes, keep hitting threes, he's going to stop that trap. That's the depth of the, the problem with a 1-3-1 one, one trap. If you get it to the corners, if you got a couple three-point shooter guys, they, that, that's that's the trouble. You got to get them. You got to tip the ball there to half court, like Burns was doing. They, they did it a little bit last night. So it, it's it's definitely going to work. Every team works on it. Every time anybody plays Ole Miss, they work on the one three one trap. But some people have don't have as much luck. So I think he'll keep trying that. He'll keep working on that. And I, I was I'm hoping he'll give Ewing a chance inside. He's least a big guy that can block shots. And he's also offensive minded and he can really score inside. So him and Mbala really impressed with him. He's a big old stout looking fellow. You know, I think he's coming over, getting over his injury. I think he's got his win back. He he looked like he was he played several minutes and I was surprised. So I think you got a new lineup gonna get started, new energy hopefully. Hopefully a couple of those guys can give him the juice and uh, get off to a good start Saturday against the Temple. Yeah, the five right now that I'm looking at and what I would do, I would uh, Ewan and Umbala, um, I would have Miles Burns out there, and I think Miles Burns needs to develop to be the alpha. He needs to be the one yelling. He needs to be the one. He's the hustle guy. His effort is never going to be questioned. He needs to be the guy that's doing that. And then you have Morrell at the two, and then you alternate um, Abram and Ruffin at the one. That's my opinion at the moment. Yeah, that's 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 good. That's a good lineup. I like that and. Hopefully, McKinnis will come in and help some. He he's just not very offensive minded. He he'll dunk whenever once in a while, or get a loose ball and dunk it, and he's good at that. He blocks the shots pretty well. Uh, Kuba is a, is a good guy too, but he he's not really offensive minded. 
he, he's not really good at that. So hopefully Malik Ewing, even though he's a freshman, uh, you would you would hope that he will come through and, and do his part each and every game. I could tell he got a little winded last night and they had to take him out a few times. But a lot of potential, great potential. And like you said, Ruffin has got to step up. He's got to show up every game. And the Robert Allen, the guy, the guy that comes in, the sixth guy, he's got to get the guys going. And uh, Miles Burns, they got to get this train running if we're going to do anything or uh, it's not looking good. All right. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. It's Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Tim, thank you so much for stopping by today. Hopefully against Temple they get it turned around, but if not, we'll talk to you again next week about everything that's going on with Ole Miss basketball, man. All right. Thank you, Stephen. Hotty toddy. Hotty toddy.